Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. The question that we get a lot is, well, when do I make a cash offer? When do I make a lease option offer, owner financing offer, subject to offer? These are the the kind of the four main offers that we're going to talk about real quick. But when do you make these offers? It depends. Okay. It depends on this conversation you have with the seller. Uh, One of the things that we really strongly recommend is you talk to sellers. Okay. Uh, You need to find out their situation. You're going to make a cash offer to a seller on maybe a property that needs a lot of updating. It's a cheaper, lower-end property. The seller has a lot of equity. They're motivated. They want to be done with it. They're done with it. They don't want to think about it anymore. All right, you're not going to make a lease option owner financing offer to that kind of a house, that kind of a seller, because the seller doesn't want anything to do with it anymore. So don't make a lease option, but you'll make a cash offer, right? You might make a lease option offer if it's a nicer house, if it's more expensive, the seller maybe doesn't have a bunch of equity, um, but it does cash flow. All right, uh, they're they're not in a huge hurry to sell it. They're not super motivated. It's a nicer house. Then you might make a lease option offer on that kind of a property. Okay, because um, the seller is willing to wait. They we talk a lot about price versus terms. Okay, and so sometimes the seller, what's more important to them is the price. They want the high price. Well. We say, maybe I can get you that price if you would consider something creative like seller financing or lease purchase, or can I make you payments over time? So when you're talking to sellers, you got to talk to sellers and figure out why they're selling this house. Do they need to sell the house or do they want to sell this house? Are they motivated or semi-motivated? Where on the scale of one to 10 are they? And so normally we always, we are always approaching these sellers. This is important to understand. We're not trying to, you don't want to fit square pegs into round holes right? You don't want to go to every seller with a lease option offer in mind, right? You don't want to go to every seller with the op- with the idea of making all three or four offers. You want to go to the seller with just this one single intent. I'm looking for an investment deal. I want to buy your house. Or rather, better, it's just like, listen, I'm, I'm looking at a bunch of properties right now. Can I ask you some questions about your house to see if it would be something that would work for me? So I'm getting the seller to sell me on their house. I don't want to, you're not begging or selling your services to a seller. You're an investor with money, with the knowledge, you're looking for a deal to buy. You don't have to pitch anything. You don't have to sell anything. So you're asking the seller questions about the house. You know, so it looks like a nice house. Why do you even want to sell it? I'm surprised it hasn't sold yet. That's been on the market for how long? 90 days? 60 days, like, oh, okay, what's what's going on? Is something wrong? <laughs> I'm sure you've gotten lots of offers, right? So you want to ask the seller. I'm sh- sure you're not in a hurry to sell. You got lots of time. I'm always asking these probing questions. And, and a lot of, we always, almost always tell sellers, you should list it with an agent, right? If you want the most money for your house, you should list it with an agent. But I'm sure you got, you've thought about that already. You've figured out, you're going to put in the work to fix it up and get it nice, right? You're, you're, you know, you've got the time and you've got the money to rehab it and make it look nice, right? Um, so you want to figure, you want to ask these questions to the seller to figure out what their motivation is. Do they have a lot of equity? If they don't have a lot of equity, well, you're not going to make them an offer at 60, 70 cents on the dollar, are you? You might ask, you might make them a lease option offer or a subject to offer, right? So cash offers are best for properties that maybe need a lot of updating. Number one, there's a lot of equity. Number two, 
And number three, there's usually a lot of motivation. So the sellers have to be motivated to accept a, a cash offer at 60, 70 cents on the dollar. Makes sense? So when we're talking to sellers, I'm not trying to sell a lease option immediately. I'm trying to ask them situations about their situation. I care more about their situation than I do about the house even. I want to know why they need to sell this house. Are they in a hurry to sell it? What are they going to do with the money after they sell it? So you come into these conversations with an open mind, all right? If the seller is super um, super cold, like it's a, not a motivated lead, then I might send them an offer that offers all three options. Does that make sense? Yeah. You want to add anything to that, Gavin? I mean, I could go with uh, positioning all day on this one. Oh, it's important. Because, because if you, as soon as you learn this and you learn what the seller wants and you start to learn pairing offers, it really just like, I hate using the word backs them in a corner, but it really has their answer, right? By you solving that problem again, right? It's just like the transition in the lease option from an assignment lease option versus a sandwich lease option, right? A sandwich lease option that is uh, where you have equity, your cash flowing um, every month. And then all of a sudden the, the seller likes that, but they want more money. They're willing to rent it. They're willing to sell it, but they want more on the back end and they want more of a monthly rental income. Then all of a sudden now, all you've, you're going to do is you're going to transition from that sandwich lease option into that assignment because that's what they want. And it's not on the paper yet. So you can reiterate that and say, hey, Mr. Seller, so you're telling me that instead of my 1200 you want 1500 correct? And instead of my 270000 you want 300000 Is that what you're saying? And then they're saying, well, yeah, you know, that would work. Well, all of a sudden now we have an assignment lease option that we can now transition into, okay? So you've already got the yeses, and that's why the pairings of, of why you don't want to put them all on a paper, as Joe was just saying. And now, if it's a cold offer, guys, like no motivation, whatever, then you want to send them two, three, four offers. doesn't really matter. But when you actually have someone on the up, you have someone that's got uh, something that they need, that you can solve, then that's when you want to start pairing the offers up, okay? Because everyone looks at a piece of paper and numbers draw the eyes, okay? So if you really want to do a sandwich lease option, you really have been talking to this person and the sandwich lease option is going to be the one where you can look after the property, you can stay in the middle, you can make them payments, all of these things. But if you put that assignment on the piece of paper, now what have you done? You've just made your job harder because they want that assignment lease option price at the what comes with the sandwich lease option or because it was on the piece of paper. So you, once you understand how to pair the offers up, okay, then it makes your offer look better. I'll give you the other flip side. Let's say that I know the guy doesn't want a cash offer. Okay. And I want to do a sandwich lease option. We've talked about it on the phone. I'm still going to put the cash offer on there. Why? Because the cash offer is much lower and it makes my sandwich lease option look much better. And I'm going to tell him, hey, Joe, I know, look, I'm going to stick a cash offer on there. Just ignore it. I know you don't want to do that. I just kind of got it because I ran the numbers. So I'm just going to leave it on the paper for you. Uh, but I want you to focus on option two. All I'm doing there is going, okay, Joe's going to give me 250, but he's only going to give me 170 cash. Huh, so I can make another 
like 80,000 by doing that. You see how it works, how pairing offers can work. You're still saving the same prob- solving the same problem, but pairing offers and positioning is uh, is huge, okay? And again, we're going to be talking about this. We'll do some role plays throughout the two days. We're going to start looking at, you know, actual deals and saying, right, in this scenario, in that scenario, what offers would you make? Because this is the kind of stuff that you need to get down. And as you get better at this, it becomes easier. It's so much easier when you can give a seller what they want if you've positioned it all right. I'm telling you now. Yeah, we're getting a lot of great feedback on this content. Are you picking up what we're laying down? Gavin <laughs> is on fire. We're on, uh, I had a coffee just to make sure I was going to last through the session, but I'm feeling good. <laughs> Yeah, Tanisha, we have scripts in our courses and stuff. Not, we're not going to be talking about scripts to talking about talking to sellers in this challenge because we just don't have the time for that. All right. Now, what's important with making offers is you need to know what your buyers want. Here, here's something that you need to write down. Everybody write this down and put it in the comments. The easiest way to make money in real estate is to do what's easy. Mm-hmm. The easiest way to make money in real estate is to do what's easy. So write that down, mm-hmm. please, in the comments. I want everybody to see it. I want this. We're trying to get these comments really active and going. Yeah. So that YouTube puts it out there. Facebook puts it out there. We get more people in here. <laughs> Somebody thinks you're hot, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> he means on fire. On fire. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, what, what did I just say? The easiest way to make money in real estate is to do what's easy. Thank mm-hmm. you, Valerie. Okay. Now, how can you make, how can you make this easier? Find out what your buyers want. Okay. Find out what your buyers want. You can only sell homes people want to buy. So you got to know this. Like, okay, this $5 million. Do your restaurant. Home. Do your restaurant. That's a good one for people to love. Oh, yeah. the way you, yeah, that's right, a right. good ex- explanation. You can only sell homes people want to buy. So it's, it's let's say you, 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 you make a, uh, a bowl of spaghetti. And you go down to Times Square in New York City and you start walking around. Now, there are a lot of freaks out there, but, you know, <laughs> let's say... You're carrying this bowl of spaghetti around New York City, Times Square, and you start asking people, hey, do you want some spaghetti? Do you want some spaghetti? What are you going to get? A bunch of angry looks. And No, I'm not interested. Leave me alone. But what if instead you said you, you got a, you know, like a, you got your DoorDash or whatever these delivery services are, and you got the hat on, and you say, hey, are you hungry? Would you like something to eat? What would you like? And you take their order and then you go get it for them. Here's the thing. It's always easier to sell people what they want versus what you have. Write that down. Yep. It's always easier to sell people what they want rather than what you have. It's difficult. Like, yeah. And that's one of the problems that a lot of investors have is they find a deal and it's not what the buyers want. Maybe it's a lease option deal. All right. It's a lease option. But uh, you know, you're, you got a deal that's $5 million in the nicest part of town uh, in St. Louis here, we, we have this area called Ladue. It's really nice. I jokingly call it the slums of Ladue. So let's say you get a $5 million house in Ladue. Guess what? The pool of buyers that want houses in that area are really, really tiny and small. But instead, I go to the median price. I find out where people are wanting to buy homes and I go get deals from there. Then they sell like hotcakes. If you're doing cash deals for like traditional regular wholesaling, you can go in and in this again outside of the scope of this, but like you can go see through tools like propstreamjoe.com or list source, freedomsoft, and you can go see where buyers are actually buying. Where are the investors buying homes 
right now. And maybe that would be a good thing for me to do real quick. I don't know. Maybe not. But like, this is something we help with our coaching clients on is like, follow the demand. Where is the demand? Where are people buying and selling homes right now? Investor buyers and retail buyers. All this information is free to find online. And it could be as simple as calling some investors that you know that are doing deals, calling some hard money lenders, calling some realtors. Say, hey, listen, I'm kind of new in the area, new in the deals, and I want to find out where are the best places. Where are you buying houses right now? Call these buyers up and ask them, where are you buying? Where's the hot markets right now? So you got to think in terms of what your buyers want. And again, it's always easier to sell buyers what they want instead of what you have. So what does your buyer want? What's going to make this deal attractive to that buyer? You need to know that because um, it's going to make it so much easier to sell. And this is going to help you make offers. Does this make sense? So one of the easiest ways to find out what offer to make is find out what our investors already paying for similar homes and offer 10 or 20 grand less. Yeah. Boom, there you go. There's your offer. So you need to know what your buyers want. So if you get a property under contract and you're making an offer and then, okay, so let's say it's worth 200. You make an offer for 100 because it needs a ton of work and you make an offer for 100, but you're going to have to sell it then for 110. But you go to Zillow or Redfin and you see oh man, there's a bunch of houses here that are listed for 90 or 80. Look at that from your buyer's perspective. They're, why would they pay 110 for your house when they can buy all these other cheaper ones for 90 or 80,000? Or you can go look at sold comps and we'll show this to you in a minute too. But you know, there's a bunch of sold comps in the neighborhood that sold for 50 or $60,000. Why would they want to pay you 110? So you need to know what your buyers want when you make your offers because it makes everything so much easier to sell. That makes sense? Yeah, 100%. I love the comments here. I didn't even say it and people are saying it. Like, are you smelling what I'm stepping in? Okay. <laughs> I didn't even say that. And some of you guys are typing it in the comments because I guess it's funny or something. All right. One of the big things that trips people up is how do you determine the ARV or repairs? This trips people a lot of, up a lot because it's like we're doing this virtually. I'm in New York City. I'm in San Diego and I'm doing deals. I want to do deals in Oklahoma or Arkansas. How do you determine the ARV and repairs? We're going to talk about that right now. All right. Yeah. One of the easiest ways to find the ARV is you average um, the free estimate websites. Uh, what I mean by like, what do I mean by that estimate websites? Let's go through some of them right now, and we'll show you how to do all of this because um, we've got a ton of people submit us. We had 17 properties submitted. Um, our, well, we'll, we'll, uh, maybe Gavin, while I do this, you can look at some of those and pick a good one where we can get okay. some decent comps on maybe Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I don't want a small town cause sometimes it's hard to get comps on those, you know, Cincinnati, Ohio, there's San Antonio. Yeah, I'll, I'll look at it. Can I, just before we jump in, I just want to give them something, just talk about something real quick. Yeah, yeah. Cause I think this is really important. Um, you can bring me back if you want, or you Let can me do this. How about that? Yeah. So real quick, guys, I just want to share a couple of things. I know this is not about sales, but I think this is going to really give you a good foundation of when you're making this offer. So there's four like pillars that we talk about in our coaching program, and I want to give them to you of the information that you actually need to find. Okay. So there's four things. So grab a pen real quick. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Go grab a pen, something to write with, pull a document or whatever. Uh, I want you to write these down because if you can get answers to these four things it's going to actually give you as we go through making these offers today and tomorrow it's going to help you then understand 
like what information that you have to what offers that you're going to make by these four things. Okay. So number one is motivation or the problem. Okay. So number one is motivation or problem. So why are they thinking about selling? How long have they thinking about selling? Okay. Um, find out kind of what the, what's their situation, what's going on. Why would they consider selling this property or this rental? Is it vacant? Is it, you know, them kind of questions to get digging into that motivation and problem. So that is number one. Number two is the timeline. Okay. Really, really important. How quickly do they want to do something? Are they trying to do it yesterday? Do they want to do it in a month? They're not in a rush. They have time. The timeline is important, especially with creative finance, because if the timeline is out, if the timeline is further away, then you potentially might be able to do a creative finance deal, right? So again, the answers to these questions is real, and I'll give you a couple of examples here in a minute. So number two is timeline. So write that down. Number three is condition, okay? So the condition of the property, what is the general condition? Is there any major uh, repairs been done in the last three to five years, like the bedrooms, the, uh, the bedroom or the bathrooms, the kitchen, right? How old is the roof, the AC? All your major big repair items are the things that you can ask for the, for the, um, uh, for the condition, right? You're not bothered if it's been painted or not. Every house is going to need some paint. But the big items, again, the roof, the AC, uh, any major remodeling like the kitchen, when was that last done? So the condition is number three. Number four, the hardest one to get, which is the price. Okay. So what do they want? How much do they want to sell? What's the lease they will take for the property? Okay. So once you have these things, you've got the motivation, the situation, you have the timeline, you have the condition. Okay, and you have the price. Once you've got them four pillars, it's then gonna, you'll start to pair up and understand. Hold on a minute. So we have a property that's in really bad shape. It's been vacant for two years, it's not been rented. Uh, it's really bad, right? And the timeline is we have to sell really quick, like as soon as possible. Okay. And the problem is I'm over it. I'm done. The city keeps calling me. You know, we've got code violations on it. Now, obviously, I'm giving you an example of very high motivation and then the price, right? So if I've got all them three things and now I've just got to get the price right, then we know that we're heading potentially for a cash offer based on this scenario. Okay. So you can then start to learn from this information that I just told you, the four pillars, you're going to get that. And then you're going to know how to position these offers. Right. So again, I'll give you one more example and we're going to move on because again, this is important guys to make sure you're writing these down. Uh, but let's say the motivation is, well, not really in a rush, you know, it's vacant right now, but I don't know. I could sell it. I could rent it. No, not really giving you anything. Timeline. Yeah. Not really in a big, big rush uh doesn't really matter uh condition yeah it's pretty good the kitchen's like three years old the roof's four years old the ac's new like no it's in great condition uh but i want x in price so they want two hundred thousand for the price and i'm not taking anything less than that right now all of a sudden you've looked at your arv we're going to teach you on how to do that and let's say it's worth two hundred thousand so we're not really motivated in this okay he wants two hundred thousand doesn't really bother this is where I may do multiple offers, okay? Or I may go one, one, I might push. Now, again, this comes with more advanced, but I might say something like, 
Well, hey, Mr. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm an investor. You know, we do, you know, we do pay cash uh, for properties sometimes, uh, but that's not going to work for you because you want 200,000 and I'm going to be way under that. And you just said, right, you're not going to accept that any less. No, no, I'm definitely not. Okay, no problem. Well, look, let me ask you this. If I could get closer to your number, would you potentially maybe be interested in renting it for a year or two uh, with them me having maybe an option to buy it at that price then? That wouldn't work, would it? So all I'm doing there, again, in that position is I'm transferring into a lease option or some kind of creative deal keeping it very simple. I didn't mention owner finance. I didn't mention lease option. I just said, would you be interested where I could make some payments or maybe rent it from you? I'm very vague on it because I want to see reaction. And if he said, well, yeah, I mean, I consider that if I could get my price, sure, you could make payments and buy it. Cool. Now I know where I'm heading. So the cash offer is not going to work. Now it's going to be the owner finance or uh, you know, a potential lease option. And then I need to dig, does he have a mortgage and things like that? But why I'm teaching you this is because these answers are going to help you with your offer as we go through this weekend. Okay. So I just wanted to share that with you. Um, and hopefully, you know, that makes sense. So anyway, Joe, back to the LV. Oh, it's really good. And I, I appreciate you guys writing that down. Motivation or problem, timeline, condition, price. You've got to, uh, and you know, somebody was asking about a script. We can't give you a script of like what to say. If they say this, then say that. It's just a matter of asking real simple questions and listening. Mm -hmm. Listening twice as much as you're talking. All right. Now let's talk about this. We're going to dive into. Oops. You need a property. I got like, one. I got one. You got one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. ARV. What is ARV? ARV is after repair value. All right. After repair value. That means after the house is fixed up, what would it sell for? And that's going to be helpful when we calculate our cash offer. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But the other thing you got to figure out is repairs. And we'll talk about that. So sometimes there's there's different ways to calculate the ARV, right? So you can, let me just put this here. All right. And you can just look at what fixed up homes are selling for or sold for. So I'll give you some examples of here and what to do this. One of the easiest ways that I found to do this and this is something you can do in just a few minutes. You can have a, a virtual assistant do for you. You know how these websites like Zillow, they give you an estimated value for the repair or for the value of the house, right? Zillow, Redfin, Realtor.com, RealtyTrack, and PropStream Joe um, are sites that will do this for you. So let me give you an example. Somebody gave this deal um, that we posted earlier uh, on a house in Cincinnati. I don't know what area of Cincinnati this is in. Let's look at it here real quick. Those of you that are familiar with Cincinnati, this is the northern area, northern city, maybe. I don't know. Right. And we can look at the uh, satellite view a little bit of this house. Well, there's a golf course there. These look like older homes, maybe built in the 20s or 30s, 40s. I like this neighborhood because there's not a lot of vacant lots around here. There's not a lot of um, you know industrial uh, properties here. And if you go to street view, yes, this is a great investor neighborhood. Some nice homes. You can sell the landscaping. You know, they're keeping landscaping, some, some updated homes. This is a good blue collar, median income neighborhood. And this property here, you clean up this yard, remove this huge tree, do some work to it. I mean, this could be really, really nice home, right? And this could be either a property that you rent to a landlord, which is probably going to be what most investors are interested in this neighborhood, I'm guessing, or you can fix it up and sell it. Now, let's take a look at this. Zillow says it's worth... Now, if somebody could do this for me, somebody could take an average of these numbers. Right, maybe I'll just go ahead and write them down too. 
Yeah, go on. I'll, right. I can. 114200 And then the rent estimate, the other thing I'm looking at too that we'll look at later is what is the rent estimate? And um, this is a three bedroom, one bath, 1359 square feet. Okay. So 114200 is one of them. Redfin says it's worth 98375. Okay. 98357. Sometimes you're going to see wide discrepancies as well. So when you're averaging these, you could remove the outliers. Okay. None of this is perfect, but when you average these, it's going to get you kind of close to where you might need to be. All right. So Redfin gives me 98357. Realtor.com. This is interesting, isn't it? 129,900. Right there, that's the estimated home value. And one of the cool things I like about realtor.com is if you scroll down, it also gives you the rental estimate there of 872. That's interesting, isn't it? Kind of a wide discrepancy there. I, I like the Zillow estimate of rent a lot better than any of the other sites. But if you scroll down, you're going to see somewhere in here where it says home value, and you can see kind of the appreciation that's going up. And right here is going to be a button for see more valuations. And the cool thing about this is um, it's going to give you the values from, this is really hard to see. Let me try to zoom in here. It's going to give you the values of three other services. Okay. Do you guys see that? Yeah. Collateral analytics. I don't know who they are, but let's write this down. 127. CoreLogic, 129,900. That's where, that's the same number as uh, realtor.com. And then Quantarium. Okay. Interesting, right? And uh, let me go back to there. So those are the different values. Was I on the right area? October, November, December. Okay. So you, if you move the cursor around, it gives you different prices. Somebody's asking, what are the best sites for accurate comps? Well, I'm showing you right now. This is it. So pay attention. Now, we're also going to look at actual solds and actual active listings. So it's just as important to look at solds and active listings. And I will uh, show you how to do that in a second here. Another site that I like to go to is RealtyTrack, RealtyTrack.com. They're saying it's worth 94760. Now they have algorithms that are running around doing this kind of stuff. And again, some of them are going to be way off, some of them are going to be good. I'm just looking for the averages. And this is all these are all free. Now they give me a and then they also do Adam, well, this is who's providing the data. Sometimes this is cool too. The thing I like about Realty Track, sometimes when you look up a property in Zillow, it won't tell you this estimate because it's listed for sale. So if it's listed for sale for 150, Zillow doesn't want to show you that they're estimating that it's worth 114 because there's such a huge difference there, okay? So sometimes Zillow won't tell you on their website what it's worth. But if you go to realtytrack.com, they will tell you sometimes down here what Zillow says it's worth, sometimes. All right, one other website I want to show you is PropStream, propstreamjoe.com. I use PropStream every single day. I recommend you get it. If you go to propstreamjoe.com, you can get a seven-day free trial. And the thing I like about this is it, it's really small to see, I know, I'm sorry, but um, it gives me the estimated value of the house. They're saying it's worth potentially 128.075. So somebody can take the average of all those numbers I just gave you. Okay, Harold already said that. Thank you, Harold. And you can see too that this house doesn't have any mortgage on it. The owner owns has owned it for 20 years and six months. It's owner-occupied and it's owned by a guy named Edgar Martin. I think that's his first last name. And his address is the same as the mailing address is the same as the property address. And he's owned this house for 20 years and there's no mortgage on it. So what does that tell you? It tells you that it's probably free and clear. And if he's owned it for 20 years, maybe he's, you know, getting close to, you know, he, he, he uh, I don't know, maybe want to downsize or it's a pretty small house, but maybe he wants to just move out of town. Maybe he wants to go, uh, 
visit his grandkids out in Florida. He wants to move down south where it's warmer. Um, okay. So, and the cool thing about PropStream too is right here, you can go to click on comparables. And you can see their rent right here. They're estimating the rent at 1118 So $1,118. You can go to comps here and we'll look at this in a minute where you can find really good sold comps on public records and on the MLS here. So we'll look at that in a second. All right, so those, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We have eight numbers. Did anybody average them? Tanya got an average of one, 15, five, four, six. Who else? Was Tanya the only one? You guys, you're painted. Guys, we're still there. <laughs> you guys, you're still here? We still have a ton of people on. This is awesome. Yeah. Okay, so Regina's asking a good question here. While you guys are averaging, somebody else gave us an average of 125.66. All right, so Regina asks here, you mentioned ARV as the after repair value, but in the example of averaging to get the ARV, you're using estimates from Zillow and Redfin of a property as in the example that may or may not be repaired and may have needs. How, how does this work for getting the ARV? All right, so good question, Regina. The Zillow, Redfin, they're all giving you estimates of what the property is worth fixed up. They don't know at all what um, the property, how much work it needs. But they're putting in their, their estimate of what it would sell for fixed up. It's as simple as that, right? Okay, so we have a consensus on the averages. Somebody's saying here the first three gave you 114. The first three I had were 114, 98, 129. Okay, I got another one, 113s. These are all uh, different. Um, you know what I'm going to do? Let's do this right here. I'm going to do it right here. Real quick, Gavin's eyes are rolling when I start opening up spreadsheets. All right. Oh, really? I thought I thought I really disguised that. Why isn't it showing? Oh, because my text is white. How many of you guys like spreadsheets? Type in the comments. I love spreadsheets. Uh, Three hundred people, not one comment. Oh, give me time. <laughs> Who loves spreadsheets? <laughs> The problem is with a spreadsheet is you can get it to say whatever you that's, want. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. So those are the ones I got. Okay. And then all we need to do is go equals average. I got an average of 117,340. Oh, good. See, look, there's people saying I love spreadsheets. <laughs> oh, I love Gavin Timms. Come on now. All right. So. Uh, and I know it's really small. Let me zoom in here. So just to prove to you that I'm 117,340. All right. That is what I might just go with for my ARV. All right. The other thing is, the other way you can do is uh, look at what homes, similar homes are selling for in that area. Right. And one of the things that I like to look at is Redfin. So kind of, I'd encourage you guys, you know, as you're practicing and playing along with this too, is like, um, get familiar with sites like Redfin. So you can learn how you can navigate quickly and find things. So what I did is in this house and this property, I looked it up on Redfin. And here it is, 1920 Waltham Avenue. And I click on this little map right here. In fact, let me look here too. Some, sometimes you get it's last sold data here. Sometimes if you scroll down to, this is some of the cool things you can see about this. You can see when it was built, 1932. Um, scroll down some more. You can see some details about the property from county records or from the last time it was listed on the MLS. Scroll down some more. You can see sale history maybe a listing history, um, public information, cost of home ownership. What I'm looking for is neighborhood. They give you rest, uh, rental estimates here. And sometimes it just depends. All right, so in that zip code, 
the median list price, this zip code of 4523, let me zoom in a little bit for you. The median list price is 175. That's the median list price. That's not sold price. Average days on market, 36, 73 homes right now. All right, let's go to the next thing here. This is the city. So outside the zip code, little the, the city or the little community, North College Hill, median list price, 127, right? scroll out even more the Cincinnati. But what's interesting here, let's look at Hamilton County. All right. This just kind of tells you looking at it compared to, to different things. But in that zip code, we're looking at a neat median of $112 per square foot, $92 a square foot. Here's the neighborhood. So there's just a lot of information here that you might find useful. Nearby recently sold homes, 117, 155, 155. I'll show you how to Look more into that in a second. All right, let me go back to the very top again. I'm going to click on this map right here, and I'm going to click on this little link that says Map Nearby Homes for Sale. And what that does, I'm going to make my window browser a little bigger here uh, for me, and let me hide that thing up there. All right. Um, what that does when you click Map Nearby Homes for Sale, it puts in that map, that house is going to be right in the center of that map. So when I zoom in or zoom out, it keeps that house right there in the center. Let me zoom back in a little bit here, okay? And then I see a table over here on the right. I have to zoom in. I know it's really small. Yeah, let me make it a little bigger here. You see a table here on the right? Um, if you sort this table by price from low to high, you're going to see a bunch of properties here. Now there's filters. I'm going to click on filters. I'm going to say house only. And this is a three-bedroom, one-bath, 1,359 square feet, right? So I'm going to scroll down here, two square feet. And I might do a 1,000 to 1,500 square feet. Click see two homes. And now there's only two properties in there. Interesting. One is 110. Now look at this. If the seller tells me they want to sell it for 125 because that's what Zillow says it's worth or whatever. When I'm on the phone with them, I'm going to say, uh, you know, I'm looking at this house just a couple blocks away and they're asking 110 for it. Now I'm sure your house is real nice. I'm sure it's probably nicer than this one. But, you know, why would I want to pay 110 or 150 for your house when you know when they're asking 110 here, um, or a lot of times too the sellers might be talking to you and they won't give you a price. They're not going to tell you what they would accept for the house. They're not going to give you a price range or anything. So you can ask them. Well, I'm looking here and I see. I'm going to zoom out to get a few more. All right, I can see here, Mr. Seller. There's a there's a house that down the street that's for sale right now for 110. Um, oh, this is the house actually for 110 right here. There's only one picture. Um, are you, are you kind of in that price range a little bit? Now, if you want more properties, maybe you remove the square footage or you make it a little bigger, 750 to 1750. All right. Oh, you can see now, look at this house down the street for 89,000. Now this is way smaller, but like you can say, listen, Mr. Seller, I'm seeing some houses in the neighborhood that are currently listed for sale right now for like 89.9, 110, 149. You know, is that kind of the price range you're looking at? It's just a real simple little shortcut to find where the seller is at in their price range, okay? But I can see here, this is my competition. Here's a house that has been on the market 30 days that hasn't sold yet for 110,000. So, hmm, my house, am I gonna be able to sell it for 110? If this one hasn't sold, it's very similar um, if it hasn't sold in 30 days. I'm thinking, yeah, man, I'm gonna probably need to sell my house for maybe 90 if I'm gonna want to sell it quickly. Because this is, I'm putting myself in the mind of my buyer. What is my buyer going to think when he looks at my house and I'm trying to sell it for 120 and this one's available for 110? Do you see what I'm talking about? All right, 
Let's zoom back in because remember that house is in the center and we're going to go here to all filters and I'm going to turn for sale off, sold on, and I'm going to go last year. I like looking in the last year because that's when I get the most comps. I click C91 homes. Now a lot has happened in the last year. I get it. Let's zoom in again because there's 91 homes. When I zoom in, now there's 32. So I've kind of like am, am making, getting more and more properties. Now this is really interesting. Look at this. Um, now these are real small homes. Some of these are like 900, 800 square feet. So let's go to filters and let's say, let's do a thousand square feet minimum. I'm going to click C. Now there's 20. Okay. And this table on the right, I can sort it from low to high. And these are things, once you get good at this, guys, you can do this while the seller's on the phone. So Gavin, you're muted right now, but you know, let's say you're talking to a seller. Let's role play for a second here. Would this be, I think this would be helpful for people. Okay. I'm going to be the homeowner. All right. And uh, you're going to be the investor. We're talking on the phone and you're going to ask me about this house and you've got this right here on the screen. All right. right. Let me zoom in a little bit so you can see it better. Maybe. All right. I can drive you. Uh, I mean, I can take over. I can share my screen if you want. Do you have this property up? I do. Yeah. I looked at it on Zillow. Does that matter? Zillow or Redfin. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's role play where I'm the investor. And then we'll yeah, do the same role play where you're the investor <laughs> on the same right. property. Okay. Let's so ring, ring. Hello. Hey, Gavin, this is Joe. How are you? I'm good, Joe. How are you? Oh, awesome. Listen, I appreciate you uh, responding to my text. I, I sent you a text asking if you'd be interested in maybe selling your house on uh, 123 Main Street. Waffle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Is the house still available? Uh, it is. Yes. Nice. Do you, mind, do you mind if I ask you just a few questions? It'll take a few minutes. I can ask you some questions about the house and see if maybe I can make an offer for you, offer on the house or something like that. Would that be all right? Yeah, no problem. Nice. Okay. So I'm looking at it here. It's a three bedroom, one bath, uh, about 1400 square feet. Is that right? Uh, yes, correct. All right. Nice. Is it a, do you live in the house now or is it a rental property? Uh, yeah, it was a rental. Yep. Okay. Nice. All right. And how long did you own it? I'm just curious. Uh, I've owned it for about 12 years. Wow. Okay. And is it vacant now? Is a tenant in it? I still have a tenant in there, yeah. Okay, nice. And how long has that tenant been there? I'm just curious. Uh, probably about three years. Three years, okay. Mm -hmm. Is it in pretty good shape? Um, yeah. I mean, I've not been in it for three years, but we did some updates and stuff before the last like, paint nice. carpet. We had a new roof put on, things like that. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And um, what's the neighborhood like? I'm kind of, I don't live in Cincinnati. I'm actually in St. Louis, Missouri right now, but we're starting to buy more homes out there. What's What's the neighborhood like? Uh, it's good. I mean, it's just a rental neighborhood. You know, a lot of uh, rental properties in there. But yeah, it's nice. It's quiet. Um, you know, the school district is good. Uh, so a lot of people want to live there. Okay, good, good. Sounds like a nice house. Sounds like sounds like a nice neighborhood. Why are you selling, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, just real quick. Are we on for sale by owner? I forgot to ask you that. Uh, no, you, you responded to a text that I sent. Oh, a text. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you text me and, um, you know, I just thought, you know, if it's the price is right, then why not sell? Me and my wife have, you know, just started talking about it and your text yeah. came across. And I mean, I just thought, you know, what, what are you going to offer for it? Yeah. Do you have a lot of other properties or is this just your only one? Uh, I have three other ones. Yeah. Three other ones. Are you looking to yeah. sell all of them or you looking uh, maybe, to maybe, you know, yeah. I mean, we're definitely, we're getting older now and, you know, I definitely eventually want to get rid of them, but I'm definitely not in a rush. Yeah. So you're not in a hurry to sell this thing and mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to give it away, right? Mm -hmm. No, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, for sure. I'm not going to give it away. Okay. All right. No, by the way, I'm, I'm not an agent, but 
Well, if you want to sell it, why don't you just list it on the MLS? Why have you have you called a realtor yet? No, I haven't. I mean, like I said, you text me, and I just thought, well, if the yeah. price is right, um, you know, I might sell. I got a tent in there, and he's paying. Okay. He's always on time, so yeah, I'm not in a rush. All right, nice. Um, th- let me just ask you some questions about like what condition the house is in. Is the um, when was the last time the kitchen was updated? Uh, kitchen's probably about seven years. Okay, and the roof? Three years. All right, and what about like HVAC and all that stuff? Um, that's probably probably about four years ago. Okay, and if you don't mind me asking, has the tenant been taking care of the home, or they've been? Do they call you all the time for? We've had no calls, so no hopefully calls? so. No calls, right. which is good, and, and they pay on time. And how much um, time is left on the lease? Uh, probably about. Well, they're actually on month to month right now. Okay, and and what does it rent for? Uh, we get we're actually probably under market right now. Uh, we probably rent, get about eleven hundred. Okay. Do you think it can go up, or is that like how much do you think it could rent for? Maybe, uh, maybe another hundred or two. But you know, I have a good rent. I don't complain, so I'm happy where where right. it's at. Nice. Do you, does they, do they want to stay there, or they? Do you think they would be open to like signing a year long or a two year lease? I don't know. I mean, they're on. They've been on a month to month since the first year, so we've just gone over two years and month to month. So okay. Not talk to them about it. Well, you know, if I if I buy it, I'd like to come in and just fix it up, maybe rent it again or something. But what do you think it would take to get the house fixed up and make it look nice? I don't know. Like I said, I've not been in it. Um, but you know, I definitely don't want anyone going in there and you know freaking the tenant out or anything oh, yeah. like that. Do they know you're selling it, or you no. maybe might sell it? No, I mean, literally, just got your text, and my yeah. my wife was literally talking about it last week. Okay. All right. Well, have you thought about what you would sell it for? What price you'd sell it for? I don't know. What What would you want to buy it for? I don't know. I've not seen it yet. Um, just kind of looking around in this neighborhood. Um, do you have any like idea, any price range that you've thought of? Or do you know what similar homes are selling for in the neighborhood? I haven't looked. No. I mean, uh, you must have a price in mind, right? Yeah, maybe. You know, I'm just looking here at Redfin um, and I'm seeing some properties that sold in the neighborhood for like 60 63 67 in the last in the recent past homes real similar to yours like one or two blocks away mm-hmm. um that's that's not something that you're looking at is it in that price range uh, no i think i'd want more than that yeah how much more i don't know uh i mean i i, I don't know i'd have to look but i i, I think i definitely want over 100 for it okay how'd you come up with that number if you don't mind me asking just a gut feeling yeah Mm-hmm. I'm looking here. If I um, look for similar homes that are actively listed for sale in the area, um, I see some that are listed for sale for like, well, <laughs> off role play here. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Here's a house that's listed for 110, right? Um, but uh, let me say this. Let me rephrase it. Okay. Um, back on role play here. Now you, you messed me up. And by the way, when we do these role plays, all right. This is great practice. It's great practice for me. Gavin is much better at this than I am. No, well, I'm me. I mean, it's good practice. I mean, we keep it in, uh, we're just, you know, we don't have the answers. We don't know what each other's going to say. And we're trying to keep it where it's not too easy. (laughs) It's not too hard. So it's much harder role plays on, for sure. Um, So back on role play here. Um, um, So, Gavin, I'm looking here that, you know, similar homes are selling for like that 50, 60, 70 range. And you're you're at a hundred, but let me ask you something. If I could pay you cash and I could close in like one or two weeks, what's like? What do you think would be the absolute lowest you'd go? You would take on it? I mean, I'd have to look. I don't know. I mean, are you going to do it without even seeing it? No, I have somebody that can come look at it. 
Right. I have looked some contractors and realtors that we're working with that can go look at it. Well, but we, you know, by the way, let me say this too. We would be real careful with, um, you know, we would make sure that we uh, got permission from your tenant to go look at the house and all of that. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'd literally have to, I'd have to look. I don't know. I thought you, you know, when you text, sure. I thought you might have a price in mind already. Well, but I do. If it's, if it's 60, yeah. it's just going to be too low. I totally understand. I would say the same thing. Totally understands. But let me ask you one more question. Um, if I were to get you something closer to like $100,000, like you're looking at, would you consider maybe payments over time or carrying back some financing? Or probably not. Mm -hmm. I'm not opposed to it, but I'm not going to be dropping my rent than what I collect on it right now. Okay. All right. Well, let's do this. Gavin, I appreciate your time. Uh, let me do a little research, sharpen my pencil, look at some numbers. And can I send you something to look at in the, you know, send you an offer? in an email, maybe in the mail. You can look at it and we can talk later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, All right, cool. What's your email? Uh, g at gmail.com. Cool. And I think your address is, uh, I see it right here. It's it's this address, right? Yep, that's the one. Okay. Hey, Gavin, it's good talking to you, man. All right, appreciate it. We'll talk real soon. I'm going to take a look at All this. Right. I'll send you an offer here in a little bit. All right, bye-bye. All right, cool. All right, thanks. All right, so what are, the, what are the comments? Is everybody... Joe is on yeah. fire. Nice. Somebody thinks I'm on fire. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a great question. Brandon is asking, what would Gavin do with the money once it closes? I should have asked that. Um, you know, hey, Gavin, you know, it's none of my business, but what are you going to yeah, do with yeah. the money once you do close this deal? Yeah. Are you going to move to Florida? Uh, whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but you see what I did? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not there to close him on the phone, right? I just want to find out kind of why he wants to sell this house and how much he wants to sell it for. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Gavin, you want to share your screen and then we'll reverse role play. And yeah. um, let me remove the screen here and I will be the homeowner. Mm -hmm. And so you, you guys are making some good comments here. Um, the uh, definitely not a motivated seller. So what would you guys put him on a scale of one to um, one to ten, ten being super motivated, one not being very motivated? Where would you guys put him in there between a one to ten? I would put him probably at a three, you know, but you notice I asked him about his other properties. Do you have any other homes you're looking to sell maybe? Um, and what I should have asked him, are you looking to buy more properties? Maybe I could have add him to, added him to my buyer's list, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, most of the feedback we're getting here is three to five, um, four, two and a half, five, fours, a lot of threes and fours. Um, so remember this again, you can only do deals with motivated sellers. Now, even though his motivation is low, Brandon's got it absolutely right, right here. Follow up, follow up, follow up. And, and yeah. you see, most sellers, they're not going to just come out in that first call and say, yeah, I'm motivated. I got it. I'll sell this thing. I'll give it away. Please buy it from me. They're not going to do that, right? You, yeah. you have to build some, a little bit of relationship, follow up, build some rapport and make the offer multiple times because this seller may, no means not yet many times in this business. Yeah. So he may say no now, after a couple, three months of follow-up, after that tenant who's month to month all of a sudden stops paying, or maybe he hasn't even told me this yet. He's been getting a lot of calls to fix different things. You know, the tenant's getting frustrated. Maybe the tenant hasn't paid rent in nine months. So I'm going to be making offers. Now, on a scale of one to 10, maybe he's a three. I might send him a cash offer and an owner financing offer and maybe a lease option offer, right? I'm going to send him multiple different offers. But if he's motivated, if he's like a six or seven or eight or nine or 10 or whatever, I want to find out really what he needs and I'm going to make him just one offer. All right. Are we good there, Gavin? 
Yeah, we're good. We're good. I was just right. looking at a few comps here. So, uh, yeah. Keep the uh, comments coming, guys. We want to make sure <laughs> you are participating. And are you Absolutely. picking up what we're laying down, you know? Um, so, Scotty says Gavin's a closer. Um, can't disappoint I don't know about that. All right. I don't know, I don't know about that. Um, um, so, we're texting again? Yeah. So, uh, I got your text. Okay. All right. So, ring, ring. Hello. Hey, Joe, this is Gavin. We're just texting back and forth about your property. Hey, Gavin, how are you? Yeah, good. How are you doing? Awesome. Uh, you got a minute? Uh, yeah, quick one. Okay, I only I just need three or four minutes, Joe. I just gotta ask you a few questions about this property. So look, I'm at a I'm at a state right now. I'm actually in Savannah, Georgia. I'm looking for a rental property in this neighborhood. Um, so I came across, you said you might be interested in selling. So I just wanted to find out a bit more about the property to see if it's something that we can work out. Does that sound yeah. all right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. So is this um this one here uh, looks like I'm just pulling up Zillow, Joe. Sorry as I as I look at this. It looks like a three one. Is that is that right? About thirteen hundred square feet? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, and uh, is this a you live in here or is this a rental? Uh, no, it's a rental. Okay. Is someone is it vacant or have you got a tenant in there right now? No, I got a, a tenant. Okay. Cool. And how's the tenant? If you don't mind me asking. Ah, uh, you Are know, I've been there four years. <laughs> yeah. Have they yeah. been paying on time through COVID and all that? Uh, yeah, pretty pretty much. Okay. You sound like you might get a lot of calls. It sound like maybe a bit of a hassle for Man. you. You guys, my phone is lighting up. I get uh, postcards. Yeah. I get tons. Of, like five every day. I get five hundred text messages a day. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's crazy. Well, yeah, How it you is. Get my it's, phone number, by the it's, way, it's, it's it's crazy right now. I use this software, Joe, and it like pulls these numbers and stuff. And look, I'm gonna be honest, I text and find out who's interested in selling. But I'm all about getting on the phone. You know, the main difference is between me and a lot of the people that might reach out. What's that? I'm actually going to buy this, okay, if we can make the numbers work. Oh, I like that. So I can make it real, you know, simple for you, but it's got to work for you, okay? Um, so let me ask you, so this thing's rented, right? You've yeah. had the tenant for four years, you said. Sounds like through COVID maybe it's not been making some payments. Sounds like it could be a little bit of a hassle. Uh, when was the last time you did any major remodel into the house? Oh, well, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago. Okay. Uh, we, we, you know, did some updating in the kitchen and bathrooms and stuff. Okay. How was the roof? Um, probably 10 to 15 years. Okay. Do you think they might need a new roof right now? No, no, I've not. No, I think it's all right. Okay. So, um, so it needs a little bit of work. You know, the tenants paying kind of sometimes I get it. I got some of them as well. I know it's a bit of a nightmare. Um, you're interested in selling Joe. So I guess you probably have a number at mind. Uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I keep on getting calls from the investors and I'm not going to give it away, but yeah, if the price is right, I'll sell it. What would you say giving it away is? What's that number? Oh man, I have no idea. What are homes selling for in that neighborhood now anyway? It's funny. I'm actually just looking actually about two doors down. Looks like one sold. Uh, that's also a three, one, very similar size to yours. Let's have a look here. It looks like it was bought from probably an investor uh back end of last year for about forty five thousand. Mm. Is is that kind of a number that you might consider? No, that was probably some foreclosure or something like that. Right. Yeah, maybe. I mean like I said, I'm just having a quick look here. I'd have to run some more numbers, but he's saying forty five thousand wouldn't work? No, no, I don't I don't think so. How close do you think are we to that number? Uh you know, I don't know. I, I bought it for like I bought it for about that uh twenty years ago. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Um, well, I mean, if we could get closer to that number, if I could come up and just take the headache and the tenant kind of take over as is condition, you can leave the tenant in there and we could come up, up with a number that might work for you. I mean, how, how high would you go over that 45? I don't know. Um, you know, why, why don't you just make an offer? I'll look at it. I got to talk to my wife and I, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, okay. Okay. And how quickly, if we could come up with a number that would work, how quickly would you want to see something happen? Ideally for you? Uh, you know, if an offer's right, yeah, I'll sell it. You know, the, the tenant's month to month. So, um, yeah, the offer's right. Okay. So, I mean, we're on, well, we're we now the 15th, obviously Christmas coming up. If I could close by the end of the end of the year, not saying I can, but if I could, is that a time, type of time frame you'd be, you know, working to? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, uh, no, I uh, probably maybe in January sometime. I don't know. Okay. Okay. No, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, look, you know, I just seen this one, like I said, a couple of doors down and someone's gone in and, you know, fixed it up. Looks like they put a lot of money into it. Um, so let me let me look at this, okay? Um, and we can get back on the phone either later today or first thing in the morning. But I, I do want to ask you this. You mentioned your wife. Do you think she might be available as well to jump on the phone or be with you when we talk again? Um, yeah, maybe. Depends, you know, on, on the time. But uh, I can yeah. work around your your schedule. Is the reason I asked that, Joe? Obviously, you know, it's just like my wife. I can't make a decision on my own, right? And uh, I'm sure she might have a question or two. So I want to answer anything. She can ask me questions and and, and make sure I get everything answered. That's the main reason. Well, um, yeah, I mean, just. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just shoot an offer, but man, you know, like I, I I'm not going to give it away. We're not in a super hurry to sell. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. uh, I got some other properties that, you know, we're just cash flowing. I'd kind of mm -hmm. like to sell them if the price is right, but I, I understand, you know, it needs work. So mm -hmm. it's got a tenant in there. Obviously I'm not going to, um, uh, do you have any, uh, it's funny, actually, you, bought, you beat me to my last question there, but any of these other, other other properties that you have, is any of them more of a headache for you? Any of them vacant, anything like that? Um, well, yeah, I got, a, I got a property not too far from there that a um, little smaller that I'd, I, I'd, be, I'd be more interested in selling that one maybe than this one. Okay, all right. So off role play, I'd now get this address. I'd go down that and get that information. Okay, guys, I'm not going to do it right now to, to drag it on, but that's now he's given me that lead. That's where I would go to, and I'd still circle back around to this lead. But I do want to ask one more question after I've done that. Um, Joe, just, you know, something you said at the start of this call, it was kind of funny. You said that you've been getting a lot of postcards, and a lot of texts and calls. I'm just curious, why are we having this conversation right now? Um, well, you sent me the text and, you know, maybe you were, I thought you were interested in buying the house. Well, yeah, but I mean, I thought you had a ton of other, so are you talking to everyone or was it just oh. something I said? Well, um, no, you just got me at the right time. I got your text. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously I know it's going to be a lot of hassle. You're still going to get text messages and postcards and all them things. But if I can, uh, um, you know, help you out and kind of make this easy for you when, if you don't want to sell right now, when you do, I'm here for anything. Okay. So you can reach out if, if I can help in any way, you or your wife, you just let me know. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. I appreciate it. So I'm going to call you tomorrow. Uh, okay. let's say 9am and, uh, we'll look at the property, the new one that you just gave me. And I'm going to also going to make uh, the offer on the uh, 1920 house as well. All right. All right. Good. All right. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks. Bye -bye. Very good. Everybody give. Easy.
Polite so, golf clap. <laughs> um, so, yeah, guys, I mean, again, this the good thing is if you're watching, you're probably thinking, well, why didn't you could have asked this and you could have asked that? And that is the point of this, yeah. right? You will be able to analyze, and that's why you should be analyzing your own calls to understand, you know, the things that could have gone better, right? Oh, I should, why didn't I ask that, right? Um, things like that. And, and, and once you get that going, and you can see on my screen that I pulled up there, two doors down i didn't tell him it was 102 because the pictures showed me that it's been rehabbed here yeah okay so i went down and said okay hold on this was sold for 45 then it was resold for 102 so what does that mean this was an investor price they fixed it up and they resold it for that two doors down so that gave me a good lead in and then i had another one here that i never had to go to but this 107 a couple of streets over similar size again slightly smaller um this one sold for 107 um, and a little bit smaller lot size, about eight years older. Uh, that one sold in 18 for 80,000. Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, if I can be in that, you know, probably $60,000 range, um, then, you know, we can, we can make something happen. So that was kind of my, I went in at 45, what I would call a soft offer, let him get his reaction out good or bad because here's the thing if joe would have said you're crazy you lost your mind i'm just saying hey joe i'm just looking at zillow on the data right now i'm not saying that's my offer so i can withtract that straight away to blame the numbers not my offer yeah. so that's how i would gauge so if i offend him i have to change my strategy if i don't offend him i know now i can go how close to 45 because he's not he doesn't like it but he didn't say no either so I don't want to jump too high to try and get that contract made. And so these are the same conversations you have with the realtors as well, right? If this house was listed, yeah. you could call that agent up and say, hey, tell me about the house. You know, what kind of shape is it in? What condition is it in? Is it rented? If you don't mind me asking, why does the seller need to sell? Why doesn't he just keep on renting it? Is he in a hurry? Um, the realtor's not going to answer a lot of those questions, but you know, it's you ask them. You ask about the neighborhood. You don't pretend to know it all, right? You're going to and you don't pretend to be a local investor either. If you're doing this virtually, you tell them, hey, I'm in St. Louis. Me and my business partners are looking to buy some more properties in mm -hmm. the Cincinnati area, et cetera, et cetera, right? Now, uh, one of the things I was thinking about that you could say that I like, and I, I wish I would have remembered this, was, um, Mr. Seller, let me just ask you, what's more important to you? Selling it quickly or getting the highest price possible, mm -hmm. right? So th that will tell you, you know, wh what's more important, what their motivation is. Um, and I just want to just want to say, as you probably noticed, guys, I was moving around them points, right? The four pillars. Yeah. Why does he want to sell, right? How quickly? Giving him examples. I know it's the fifteenth. I'm not saying I can close, but if I could close by the end of the year, is that something you'd want? And if he's like, oh yeah, I could definitely. Or if he's saying, oh, I don't care if it's six months or nine months. Okay, cool. So time's not urgent. These are the questions of feeding this in to then know where I need to go in terms of, all right, I can bring that offer up. I can raise that price if you're going to willing to give me more time uh, over payments. And this is so important to understand because our motivation, you know, that we both did there was, hey, Jewel, just say hi. Hi. There's Jewel. That's my 10-year-old. Hi, Jewel. <laughs> hi. All right. So um, the, our motivation is like a, a one to three or four, right, out of 10. That does not mean we are not motivated necessarily, right? Or we may not be motivated now, but we will be in a couple months. Or mm -hmm. we're just lying, 
You know, we're not, we don't know who you you are, right? And so uh, you still need to make the offer. We have a lot of students, not a lot. We have some once in a while that will say to us like, I just can't get any motivated sellers. Like I'm doing the marketing, I'm making the offers or talking, but none of them are motivated. And that's normal. And I'd say like, you know, for Joe, for your lead, I'd be like, I'd say that was for me motivated lead. Like I, I'd be pretty confident we'd get a contract on this, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, especially when you said the tenant, I knew you had tenant problems. So I kept saying, yeah, if I could take that care of that, I know they're calling you. I know they're not paying through COVID. I know these things and I'm digging and you're not agreeing, but you're not disagreeing. Yeah. And normally if I get it wrong, the seller will never agree, but they will tell you if you're, oh no, they do pay on time, right? But he, because he wasn't doing that, so you start to pick up on these things um, to say like, okay, now if I can get the wife on board, if I can get the number right, we can come up from that 45. I think we've got a chance of signing this. Yeah. If I can get this thing at 60, I mean, when the rents are over a thousand, like I can move this all day for 80 probably, you know? So um, just talk to sellers, ask questions. And, and you may be thinking, well, you're just teaching us how to talk to sellers. I thought you were going to teach us how to make offers. This, this is what you need to do to know what kind of offer to make to the sellers, right? Um, this is a lower end property. I probably don't want to do a lease option uh, on that property. I don't know, maybe, but probably not because it, it's going to need a bunch of work. I typically like doing lease options on you know homes that are median home priced, nicer homes than this. Um, all right, so I want to show you a few things here. Uh, I was going to show you one thing on, on PropStream real quick. So I'm going to share my screen. All right, I'm in PropStream. We looked up that property. Again, go to propstreamjoe.com propstreamjoe.com to get your hands on this. This is a tool we use every single day. That's amazing. And one of the things I like about it is here you can click on comps. And you can see, I know it's really small, so I apologize, but I'm showing the date range here and the square footage. And it auto-populates these things and within a half mile radius. And you can take this table on the right and you can sort it by amount. All right, here you go. You can see these properties that are nearby within a half mile within the last year Within 25, 35% of the square footage, here's a house that sold from public records for 36, 39, 45, 55, 63, 68. So just like that, you can type in the address and it gives you all of these really good comps. And you can go in and look at some of these to see who it's sold to. You can also sort it the other way to see from high to low. And you can see some properties here that sold for 190, 180, 160, and you can click on details and see information about that property that sold within a half mile radius. Oh, I got to log in again. That sold within a half mile radius, right? All right, let me try this again here. What was that one I was just looking at? 160. All right, so this house sold for 160 within the last year. And you can see what kind of rehab. This is a real good rehab. Uh, maybe. Look at this tiny little kitchen there. Uh, here's the bathroom. It just kind of gives you an idea. All right, we're going to... Um, we need to make an offer on this house, okay? This property here, 1920 Waltham. Um, let's just make some assumptions here right now. It's leased. It's got a tenant in there. It's been there for years. The owner owns, has owned it for the last 20 years. And um, uh, we have no idea what condition the property is in, okay? Chances are, just kind of from experience, and you'll learn this as you go, it's probably going to need, I'm guessing, just gut check right now, 20 to 30 grand to get it rent ready, okay? And maybe 30 to 40 grand to get it retail ready to sell it to retail buyer if we're going to flip it. So um, let's talk about repairs real quick. 
We talked about ARV. We kind of went through that. Hero repairs. General rule of thumb. And I want to add one thing here too before I forget. Uh, Round up to the nearest $5,000. When I'm making repairs, estimate repairs, this should not take you more than, uh, I thought of something else too. Shouldn't take you more than a couple minutes to estimate repairs. This is going, these general rules of thumb here that we show you are going to get you within the ballpark, okay? Um, 15, 20% ballpark range of what the repairs are going to be. You do not need to be a contractor. You do not need, at this stage, when you're making your initial offer, you don't need to get a contractor to go look at the house. Now, my general rule of thumb is if the seller says it doesn't need any work, I'm going to still do five bucks a square foot. And this is going to be different in different parts of the country, and you can adjust this. If it's just paint and carpet, lipstick, 10 to 15 bucks a square foot, maybe. Full gut rehab, 20 to $30 a square foot. And then I like to round up to the nearest five grand. So this house, was thirteen hundred and fifty-nine. So I get my calculator here. And you, you could probably right now with numbers, you could probably go up on that re- for rehab. And I want to say one more thing. Yeah, yeah, guys, it depends on your location, right? So if oh, you're yeah. looking at this from California, you probably can't do a paint for thirty dollars a square foot, right? So you're going to have to average accordingly to your location. Or this is just going to get you within ten, twenty percent. Also, don't yeah. forget. Let's say you say. So I did $25 a square foot for this property, which gets me to $33,975, $33,975. I'm going to bump that up to maybe 35 grand. So when I make my offer, I'm going to figure about 35 grand in repairs. And knowing a little I do about Cincinnati, it's similar to St. Louis. That's going to get you a good rental rehab, maybe even retail because the market is so hot right now. You put 30, 40 grand in that, you can sell it pretty quickly. All right. So that's how you estimate repairs. Um, just a dollar per square foot. And I want to show you, if you have FreedomSoft, if you go to freedomsoftjoe.com, they have this thing here called Rehab Estimator. And this makes it so easy. You click on this and uh, you say what kind of property it is. I think it's a two-story. Total square feet was 1359. Finished square feet, 1359. Uh, I don't know what the basement is. It's 500 square feet. It's a three bed, one bath. There's no garage. The roof, that needs to be repaired. Contingency, let's do a 10% contingency. Total condition, it's livable, but it needs work, okay? And then we go here to finish square feet. It's the same, 1359. Still going to have three beds. It's still going to have one bath. Still has no car, no garage. And our finish quality is going to be average. And you can adjust for a housing market uh, adjustments. Ohio, and I think we can do Cincinnati. Create estimate. And I'm zoomed in. Let's zoom out a little bit. So here you can, there's two rehabs, rental grade and fix and flip. If you scroll down, the fix and flip rehab is going to be about 32 grand. I calculated about 33. And the rental, to get it rent ready, is going to be about 13 grand. All right. You can save this to attachments. So it saves it to uh, your attachments here. But this will get you ballpark. All right. I wanted to show this to you because so many people freak out over getting accurate estimates for repairs. And uh, we want you to get to a place when you're making your initial offer, it's just real, real quick. And you don't have to overthink this. Just get in the ballpark. And when you start marketing the property, your buyers will tell you, oh man, how much did you think it needs in repairs? I figured 33,000. Wow, it's going to need 53,000, right? Well, then again, you go back to the seller and renegotiate a new price if you have to, right? Gavin, you're muted. Don't forget there, just in case you're trying to say you. Um, now let's go make an offer. Now there's three methods to make offers for cash deals. Tomorrow we're going to cover lease options or financing subject to what one of the methods is just look at the lowest solds and offer 20 grand less. 
Okay, simple. We went to Redfin here. We sorted by price, Oof. and you see they're selling for fifty-five to seventy-five thousand. So let's just pick something in the middle: sixty-five thousand, sixty thousand. Offer twenty grand less, so we're going to offer forty. Now we have some room to negotiate. So if we accept on, if we land on forty, I know if I sell it for fifty, I'm probably going to sell it pretty quickly. I'm in the lower end of this range. Now you're going to say, Joe. Who in their right mind would accept an offer for 40, 50 grand when this thing is worth 115 fixed up? That's why we yeah. make offers. Okay. That's why we make a lot of offers. Of course, most sellers are going to say no to your first offer. That story I told you of that, the seller who said yes to my, the number I pulled out of the air, that is very, very rare. Most sellers are going to say no. Sometimes what happens is you make an offer, they say no, they get mad. All right. But then they go talk to three or four other wholesalers who all are making offers in the same ballpark. And then you follow up with them. They're going to get your third letter, your third email, your fourth text. They're going to be like, this guy must really want to buy my house, right? And then that seller stopped paying their rent. They, they called them again. They stopped, you know, they, they're going through an eviction. There's, life happens, divorce, job loss. They're sick of their rental properties. They want to get out. They want to move to Florida and get away. Um, they're late on their taxes. They have a huge tax bill that they got to make payments on, or they're going to go to jail. You just never know. We did a lease option on a property where the seller was literally going to jail within uh, within two weeks. <laughs> they were going to jail and their wife and two kids were going to go move and live with in-laws. And uh, he couldn't sell his house. He was trying to, but he couldn't. So we did a lease purchase. Lease purchase on it. All right. So yeah, um, yeah, that's what you do. Cool. Uh, yeah. the, the other way real quick is your average of your lowest four times 80%. And another way is the ARV times 70% minus repairs minus fee. All right, now I'm going to walk through real quick here and then we're almost done. In this calculator here that you get if you're a VIP member, again, if you're a VIP or you want to become a VIP, you get this offer calculator for free, go to offerchallengevip.com. Well, it's not free. It's in, it's 47 to be a VIP. You get an extra coaching call with us on Friday that we're doing. We're going to answer all of your questions. You get the mind map that we've been showing you and you get this software. This is a software I created offerchallengevip.com. So in here, you put your information. Let me zoom in a little bit so you can see this real good. You put your information in here. You put the property information. I'm just going to do this real quick. Your Smith, you know, Main Street, City, Cincy, Ohio, zip code, something. Okay. Seller's mail, mailing address, Billy Street, uh, Austin, Savannah, Georgia. All right. I'm not saying this hillbill is there, by the way. <laughs> now, here is this is what helps you kind of do the ARV. Now, remember, we were doing this before. I'm just going to go through this real quick 114, 200, uh, Redfin. I don't remember. I'm just doing some quick, dirty math here. Uh, we did realtor.com, realtor.com. I don't know, said it was 127. And uh, oh, we did PropStream, I think, right? PropStream for, I don't know, 128.075. The average comes out to 116.912. So now it asks you what ARV do you want to use? Let's just do 117. So fixed up, this property would sell for 117. Click next. Now there's two different methods that this software does to help you calculate your cash offer. And by the way, you can do this on a napkin, on a piece of paper, a yellow pad. You don't have to have software. You don't have to have spreadsheets to do this. You can do this with a pen and paper or a calculator. Okay. Um, so there's two methods. Number one is the ARV times 70% minus repairs minus fee. 
And method two is the average of the lowest solds times a certain percentage. Okay. So for, we always want to be at about 70%. The square footage on this house was 1359. Repairs price per square foot. Let's do 25 bucks a square foot. That's 33. And we want to make at least a $10,000 wholesale fee. So that gives us method one cash offer of about 37925 Man, it is really windy out there. My, my, my door, my deck is going to... I can hear it. It's going to bust in. Okay, that's method one. Method two is the average of the lowest solds. And you can put addresses in here if you want, but I think we were at like 55000 The other one was like 62000 Remember we did that here in Redfin? Yeah. And we did it in... in um, Redfin and Prop Stream. Okay. 63, 67. Um, 67. There's one more. It was 63. By the way, this is something you could have a virtual assistant do for you. And uh, then we do the discount, usually 80%. Let's do 80%. All right, there you go. So we have two cash offers. And it's normal to have, sometimes they're closed, sometimes they're different. Then now as you look at your gut check, 37,900 or 49,400. What I like to do sometimes is then look at Zillow, Look at Redfin. What are similar homes selling for? You know, there's a similar home selling for um, a hundred thousand right now. So maybe I'll go with the higher one. Which one did you go with, Gavin? Uh, well, it, I'd get on the phone so and feel it out. But if if it, if this in this instance on this particular property, knowing the ARV, I'd probably out of them two, I'd just split it in the middle. I'd right. probably do about forty-two. You just type that in there, 42,000. Earnest money, that's just money you put down up front. I normally do a thousand bucks. I'm going to give them a deadline of the 17th. All right, boom. Now, the next thing it walks through with you, and we're going to do this tomorrow, is the um, lease option and owner financing. By the way, can everybody still hear us and see us? I'm getting a, our internet. Yes, as well. it's your, no, you, you're good. You're fuzzy, but the screen's fine. Your screen oh. share's fine, All right, but you're fuzzy. We'll, we'll chop, chop, hurry up here. Lease option, loaner financing. We're not going to worry about that right now. Oh, I have to put some market rent here. Not going to worry yet about lease option or owner financing. We're going to cover that tomorrow. So now what it gives you, this is really, really cool. I mean, if you want this software, you can get offerchallengevip.com. Um, it's going to give you some letters and proposals. One of them is a um, three option letter of intent of cash, sandwich lease option, owner financing. Another one is cash, sandwich lease option, wholesaling lease option. And then cash owner financing interest only or cash sandwich lease option owner finance. So it's going to give you different options, but it also is going to give you a cash offer only right here. And I just um, want to say, just yeah, to clear yeah. it up, this tomorrow, guys, will make more sense. We'll actually pull them offers up when we actually make all four offers or three offers um, to demo all the numbers in there. So I just wanted to just you know, say them. I'm going to share a new screen here of. Microsoft Word. All right, you see this? Yeah. Uh, this is what it gives me. And this is what I like to send to the owner. Now, when I'm sending offers, we'll talk more about this tomorrow. I like to send offers by email, by text, and by physical mail, and on the phone. Even if you tell them an offer on the phone and they say, no, F you, go to H-E double hockey sticks, I'm still going to send them the offer anyway, right? And the cool thing about this template, and if you don't have the software, that's fine. Just take a screenshot of this because this is so simple and powerful. It's addressing it to Jimmy on Hillbilly Street and uh, 42 grand. This sheet of paper is worth 42 grand for the next 30 days. Dear Jimmy Smith, maybe you don't want to call him first and last name. You just call him Jimmy. You can delete, you can edit this document. It's Word. Um, you know, it just says, hey, it's great talking to you. Um, this offer is good. 
Let us know if you have any questions. It fills out your information here. It goes to the next page. And this is a one-page contract. It's a really, really simple, powerful one-page contract. And I'm not going to go through the details of this, but this is an amazing contract. I'll just say that, right? Now, you don't have to use my one-page contract, but this is really good. It covers the contingencies we talked about, all right? This tells the seller that we're going to sell this and make a profit. You, The seller is even going to let us market it on the MLS if we want to. Um, this offer will be uh, contingent on you accepting it by the 17th. Um, also in here, it says um, closing will be within 60 days of agreement being accepted. Um, the seller grants any extension needed to clear title. Um, I can get an extra 30 days if I want to, if I'm still performing my due diligence. Uh, da, 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 da. This contract is assignable. Buyer's performance in buying this property is contingent on the buyer's satisfactory inspection of the property. I don't even have in this contract a, your normal two-week inspection contingency period. All right. It's, it's just it's not there. All right. Now this is cool too. The next two pages, this is a four-page thing. The next two pages. It just says, here are the benefits that of you'll experience when you sell your property to us. Now, again, this is an offer that I'm going to send to the seller in an email and in the physical mail, all right? This is something that I know that if they're motivated and ready to sell, like I'm going to send them a contract and a digital signature, and I'm going to walk them through on the phone how to sign that contract electronically right then and there. You can do that in FreedomSoft or DocuSign or Write Signature or whatever, right? But this is something I'm sending to them with the intent of following up with them later on. So again, email. And if I had the time, I'd show you, you can even text this to the sellers inside of FreedomSoft and I'm going to send it in the physical mail. Why physical mail? Because I want them to take this thing and look at it, right? Emails get lost. They go into spam. They, they don't get delivered. But something in the physical mail, the seller will look at this. And this is something your competition is not doing, right? They're not doing this. They're going to, they may throw it away, but they may put it in the junk drawer, you know, but it's going to get read. And you're going to send an offer like this every single month. You're going to send an offer like this every 30 days. Just send the same offer. Include um, uh, maybe a handwritten letter next time. All right. So anyway, here are the benefits you'll experience when you sell your property to us. We're going to pay for cash. Other investors are going to give you lots of contingencies. We have over 30 years or you can adjust this. You can say 15 years of combined real estate experience. Um, We have the best team. You don't have to move the properties out. Other investors are going to want the property vacant. We're never going to ask you to make repairs. Other investors, make sure you read the fine print. We're going to constantly communicate with you. They're only going to communicate with you if things are going okay. We're going to have a licensed, insured title agent handling the closing. Everybody else, be careful. Um, You're going to get your proceeds on the day of closing. Uh, You'll never have to pay any real estate commissions. Okay. The next page, I love this one. This is, again, just selling who you are, right? Number one, there's two ways to sell your properties. Determine the price of the home, prepare the home for sale, advertise, wait for an offer, advertise, wait for an offer, hold an open house, wait for an offer, show property, negotiate a sales price, wait for an offer, make repairs, prepare all the contracts, coordinate the follow-up with the title company, blah, 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 all this stuff, or sell your house to us, get a check at closing. It's as simple as that, all right? Yeah. And so what I like to do is I'll turn this into a PDF um, and I'll, I'll um, upload it to FreedomSoft and I'll send it to the seller. And now, again, I have something that I can follow up with these sellers And they're going to get this offer in the mail, in an email, and all that good stuff. Make sense, everybody? Yeah. Two things I want to add. Uh, Laurie, uh, you are a one-on-one client, so you already get that. So you you can get that. Just 
email us and we'll sort that out the other thing is guys just real quick is in that contract because we have to say this you should always get your contracts looked at by an attorney okay um, but it is a good contract to use but we do have to say you should get it looked at by an attorney yep so in freedomsoft you can just attach it here all right and you can view it here this is the pdf of the offer and then from here you can email it to the seller yeah so gavin let's say your email is dot com and your phone number something like that i can email you the contract or text you the contract right from here okay yeah all right now tomorrow we are going to talk about lease options owner financing offers and we're going to be spending more time on that than we did today because we've kind of already covered the introductory stuff um mm -hmm. so that's it's going to be really good tomorrow we need everyone to stay for 10 more minutes guys yeah. and then we're nearly done we got some more really cool things to talk about here that are going to be important for you to understand. Um, we're going to be giving away some prizes as well. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but we want to give you an opportunity here to do something really cool with us. Um, where do you want to be in 2022, next year? What are you going to be doing differently than what you're doing today? What's your plan, right? What are you doing now? Where do you want to be? What are some of the obstacles holding you back? A lot of it is fear of the unknown. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what, um, what you don't know. And if you may be making zero money right now in real estate, you may want to make a hundred thousand, but you want to do more deals. Everybody has these obstacles and we've seen it over and over and over again with all of our clients, the most common obstacles and things that they are uh, facing. Where are your leads going to be coming from? What kind of systems are you going to have in place to follow up with all of these offers that you're making? What's stopping you right now from making more offers? We want to help you with that and we want to help you. It's super cool. So let me um, talk about this. We are offering a four-week accountability program. And I'm going to put the link up here right now if you are interested, okay? It's theofferchallenge.com slash accountability. Dana or Gavin or somebody, if you could please put that in the comments so people can click on it. This is a challenge that we're doing um, that's only going to be four weeks and it's only 500 bucks. It's a four-week accountability coaching program where we are going to hold you accountable to making offers. And if you make... 15 offers a week, we're going to refund your money. Oh. This, is, this is so important. Some of our best, highest performing students come from this kind of accountability challenge, okay? And we're going to talk about what it is on this too. We don't, we don't want you focusing on steps seven and eight. We just want you to focus on steps one and two, making offers, all right? If you get a good deal, we'll partner with you on the deal. We'll bring the money. We'll bring the experience. We'll bring the buyers. We'll handle the contracts, the paperwork, the closings, all of that. All right. You don't have to partner with us on a deal if you don't want, but you can if you want. So we don't want you worried about all of the extra steps to how to close deals and anything like that. We only want you focused on what's most important and that's making offers. Now, while we were doing this is we're going to be doing four weeks. The first week, by the way, it's actually five weeks, but there's four weeks of kind of accountability coaching. Uh, the first week we're going to be teaching you, we have some classes that you'll go through um, on how to get leads and how to make these offers. We're going to be diving into deeper detail on how to do that. And then on Mondays and Thursdays, the next four weeks, we're going to be getting on the phone and we're going to be talking about deals. All right. We're going to be talking about offers. And, you know, you, you, you have a week to make an average of three offers a day. So you have the weekend to catch up 15 offers. There's going to be a private Facebook group. You're going to be submitting a weekly scorecard and we're going to be, excuse me, um, helping you by holding you accountable. The group is going to be holding you accountable. And uh, yeah, this is sometimes like right now, I've, I'm work, I get up every morning at 4 a.m., go work out with about five other guys from church. And guess what? I've been doing it for now almost five months. 
I wish I had better results to show for it. I need to start eating better too. But guess what? That's not even getting up to go work out six days a week. All right. Six days a week. I bet you can't wait for a Sunday. (laughs) I said, said, I bet you can't wait for Sunday to get a day off. (laughs) Uh, But I do that because it's fun. I'm with some guys. I have a community of guys that are helping us, but we're holding each other accountable. I don't want to face these guys on Friday night or Sunday night at Sunday morning at church. And they're like, McCall, where were you yesterday? What did you get your beauty sleep? Do you need your beauty sleep or something? What's wrong with you? You're split. Why weren't you yeah. there? Like if I'm five minutes late, they're texting me at five in the morning. Where are you McCall? You know, and I'm giving, you bet I'm giving them a hard time if they're sleeping in or not showing up. So accountability is so important for your health and for business, right? So we're going to have a new private Facebook group. It's not a large Facebook group with thousands of people. Only the people that are in the group right now are going to be in this. And by the way, we start next week. Is that right? Or because of Christmas, we're skipping a little bit, but we close the doors. Yeah, we close. I don't know. We might even close tomorrow. We haven't even decided that. Yeah, we need to figure it out. We start the 27th in terms of the training materials. And then the 3rd, January 3rd, is our first coaching call. And the reason that we're doing that is because we understand Christmas, family, travel, all them things. And this is going to be kickstarting you off uh to the in the new year right everyone needs a new start you need accountability because you've got to come out the year strong and ready to go and we're going to be meeting as joe just said mondays and thursdays uh for to interact to hold you accountable to look at deals to answer questions so you can keep moving forward to hopefully get contracts our goal is to everyone to get a contract signed uh in them first 30 days is is kind of the goal and if you can make meet 15 more if you want we've only got to do 15 offers a week i know a few of you said that's very reasonable that's the whole point it is reasonable it is doable and we will refund your investment. You have to have skin in the game. So do not please say, why don't you do it for free? Because you've got nothing in the game. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to do that. So our calls are going to be at 12 p.m. Eastern on Mondays and Thursdays. Okay. 12 p.m. Eastern. Let me do, I'm going to put this here. And the calls are recorded. And they're going to be live in the Facebook group so you can watch them later and still comment on any videos if you have any questions so we can still get to them. You can't so the investment live. is only 500 bucks. We're going to give it to you back. Uh, why would we do that? Why would we spend all this time to uh, just give you your money back? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, we love seeing our students get success and we want to see people start crushing it and doing deals. Okay. So number one, the satisfaction of knowing that we help people (laughs) make offers. Number two, this is where we see our most successful clients come out of this thing here. Number three, we're hoping some of you bring us some deals. You don't have to, but you might bring us a deal. We might buy it. We might partner with you on it. We'll lend money on it, whatever. We're going to worry about all the steps seven and eight stuff. You just worry about steps one and two. All right. The other reason is, um, oh yeah, some of you might become coaching clients. All right. We have a coaching program where we work really closely one-on-one with folks. And so if you like this accountability thing, you might be, all right, let's do coaching. We'll apply the $500 towards the coaching. All right. Now, some of you don't believe me that we actually give the money back. I would just had my team look the other day and we've given over $146,000. Let me zoom in. So you see that 
in the recent past, since we started doing completion refunds like this, I've given over $146,000 in refunds. And if you go to the offerchallenge.com slash accountability, and somebody, can you please post that again in the chat? And Dana has reminded us, if you have questions or need help, please email support at joemccall.com, support at joemccall.com. Oh, this is the wrong page. Yeah, I, was gonna, <laughs> I have it. Yeah. I have it right here. Where'd it go? Hold on. That's the free. Ch- yeah, that's the wrong one. I got it. Okay, here it is. Hold on here. Da, 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 da. That's oh. the one we posted earlier, maybe. Uh, yes, this is it. All right, let me fix, update this link. All right, so if you go here, um, make offers, make money. So <laughs> the way it works, and you can see what everything is included. I'm going to paste this link again in the in the chat for everybody to get. Thank you. All right. Uh, check this out, guys. Um, we are closing the doors December 24th. All right. But let me scroll you. I, you don't believe me that I give all those refunds out? I, okay, here we go. <laughs> Do you believe me now? And this is only some of them. We got tons and tons of testimonials, but this is only some of them, guys. We We have no problem giving your money back. Why? Because number one, this is how we get happy customers. If you're happy, and you're successful, and you're doing deals, you're getting value out of the stuff. You might decide, hey, let's do some, let's do more business together. You might partner on some deals. You might sign up for some coaching. Um, we're going to, and the, the, we we do a lot. We put a lot of effort into doing these kinds of programs and courses, and um, we just love seeing students' success. All right, um, and sometimes we have clients that get so much value they don't even ask for the refund. But if you make 15 offers a week you will get your $500 back. And if you don't yeah. believe me, we've done over $146,000 in refunds and um, we have the lots of testimonials and videos to prove it. So, um, are we good? No, I think that's, uh, I think we're good. Yeah. So guys, like I say, it's an, like we just said, it's a, it's a no-brainer. It's 500 bucks to invest in yourself and you've only got to do the work to get it back. It's going to motivate you. We're going to be giving you training starting week, 20 December 27th we're going to be releasing a, a training material every day you can catch up it's going to stay there through the whole of January for you we're going to have a private Facebook group everything's recorded two calls a week and if you do 15 offers a week okay uh, then you will get that money back so it's kind of a no-brainer we do this once a year maybe twice a year but normally at least once a year um and there's no better time than than uh, hitting 2022 off uh with doing this um so yeah come and join us and i don't think you'll regret it as joe said some of our most successful people um you know come out of this and we do put a lot of effort in and try and deliver the best we can to get the results um and hopefully by watching us for the last two hours and 50 minutes you know you know that and if you've been watching us and following us and these challenges and content that we do so looking forward to you know working with you and um yeah go there now and get in we have not taught we may close it tomorrow we may leave it open a bit i don't know what we're going to do yet we've got to discuss that kind of depends on how many people are interested in this um the writings the offers have to be in writing somebody asked about that um so they need to be you know on a piece of paper or something that you email or um um, send in the physical mail and or send to the physical mail to sellers right now we're giving away three prizes tomorrow um and we don't know when yet um, but to get eligible, there's three things we're given to three different people. 
Number one, we're going to let you in. We're going to let one person in the accountability group thing uh, for free. We're also going to give away a free coaching call with either me or Gavin. And we're also going to give away a free Simple Lease Options course. I sell that course for $2,500 on my website. How do you enter in the chance to win? Um, You go to the main Facebook group and post a picture of your written offer. So tonight or tomorrow morning, you're going to make a written offer, cash offer like we just showed you. All right. We want to see a picture of you holding the offer. And we're going to pick a random winner to win. We're going to pick three of them to win a free accountability coaching access, a free coaching, one free coaching call with either me or Gavin and my simple lease options course. Yeah. All right, cool. Again, if you're interested in getting the accountability coaching and help, go to theofferchallenge.com slash accountability, theofferchallenge.com slash accountability. I want to paste it again in the comments there. And um, if you have any questions, you can send us an email to support at joemccall.com, support at joemccall.com. All right, Gavin, we good? That's a wrap. It's late. We'll see you guys. Appreciate everyone. Yes. Tomorrow, 8 p.m. Same time, same place. You all, right. all have a great evening. Thank you. Nice. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you all later. All right. Okay. Bye-bye.